Welcome to the Bad Feeling Podcast. Chuck and Brian will attempt to entertain and inform you about Star Wars, the Old Republic. They will not succeed at either. In fact, the odds of a successful podcast are 12,367,000 to 1. The Bad Feeling Podcast is not recommended for consumption by Twi'lek, Cathar, Voss, Human, Cyborg, or any other sentient species. You have been warned. Greetings and salutations, my fine old Republic friends. Welcome to the Bad Feeling Podcast. Welcome! How the hell are you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Brian. And this is a show that talks about this game that soaks up every week and second of our lives. Dude. Star Wars The Old Republic. Yes. I am Holy shit. jonesing. I have not played in so long. It's, uh, I mean, like... You like scratching the I bugs, invisible bugs on your... <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I mean, weird, because I've been on... Well, if you've noticed, we hadn't been on in the last couple weeks, womp, right? Womp. And also, I'm sick as a dog. Still, yeah. still recovering from this thing, man. Damn, dude. But I've been actually gone for like ten days or something like that. I was gone for a, a, a while. Yeah, road like, tripping, right? Disappeared into the wilderness of Indiana. Oh, oh shit! I know. I know. It's funny, it was funny when I posted where I was going. I, there's like people coming out of the woodwork everywhere, man. They're like, "Hey, man, you should have stopped by and seen me. Oh, what yeah. about me? What about me?" <laughs> Apparently, everybody's in the Midwest. It looks that way, like shit. Uh, but like, but I was on I was on a mission. Yeah, yeah, I was on a mission to find my biological family, and oh, I did. Well. So if you check uh, my Instagram, there's yeah. uh, some pictures yeah, of there's, me and I see the clan, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like it's holy shit. There's weird. like ten of these fuckers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're little chucks. <laughs> totally nature, you know, instead of nurture. It's like what the fuck? Wow. Really weird. So yeah, it's been a it's been a, qu- a crazy ride, and of course, you know, like beforehand, there was uh, all kinds of stuff. Well, the, this episode is going to be you talking to Keith. Yes. Uh, about by myself, dude. By yourself, because uh. I totally got, uh, I don't know, dude, everything. Uh, the, you did, the day before I was leaving for vacation, like jumping in the car and driving, you know, 1,600 miles or whatever, it was, this interview got set up. <laughs> and then not only did that happen, like I had prepared to go and be there with you. Yeah. And then somebody like breaks into a car here at the at the radio station. I wind up having to deal with the c- cops all afternoon. God damn it. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a mess. It was a total nightmare. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm sorry I didn't get to go and uh, participate in That's this right. interview because uh, it would have been better if you had. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, you're probably much better off than without me because, you know, you know stuff about the game and stuff. I just like talk about dicks and things and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Stuff. And speaking of which, if you want to hear us talk about dicks all the time, make Dick sure you subscribe to uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast, any podcatcher app, yeah. you'll find the Bad Feeling Podcast. Just look for the Bad Feeling Podcast, and you're going to find it. Also on Twitter. At Bad Feeling PDCST. On Facebook, uh, slash Bad Feeling Podcast. Our website, badfeelingpodcast.com. You can find all the old shows. You can find all the other show stuff like music and yeah. soundboard. Uh, soundboard and oh, notes no. and things like that. Yeah, uh, quick update. We got a, uh, a speak pipe a couple weeks ago asking about the outro music so i've started putting links to the outro music uh in the show notes so you can go right to the outro music for each episode well, you can download it yeah that's so I've been fancy doing a, little, doing a little maintenance since we didn't have an episode last yeah, week all right. or the week before so you know you do some stuff and things yeah uh, yeah you know I'm still barely functioning this week <clears throat> as I'm getting back You're just to kind of holding on. I really <laughs> am, dude. It's, it's been I've been trying to kind of get back into it, and it's uh, and I feel a little bit better. But I don't know what kind of shit they got up in Indiana, man. There's like so there's like some weird viruses that get in here. <laughs> God damn, dude! <laughs> yeah, it is, see, it is raccoon time. Is that what uh, happened? Maybe here? that's what it is. 
Uh, but it's been brutal. So, yeah. But uh, this episode is basically focusing completely on this interview that you did with Keith and right. talking about what's going on with yeah, uh, the roadmap dude. and everything else, which is really cool, kind of cool. I was super excited to do this one because, uh, you know, he's our he's our new, you know, produce, lead producer. He's and we've talked dude. to him for a while. He's been working there for forever. So. But he's always been, like, behind the scenes, dude. Like, he's never... He's that guy that sits over in the corner and, like, every once in a while throws an equip and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Okay, he knows something. He knows something. something. Yeah, he's got a notebook. Yeah. And he's just like in the uh-huh. corner, like uh-huh. writing shit down. Yeah, like, that guy. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He's the mastermind. But now right? he's but got now. a public face. Fuck yeah. So yeah, he's and a like, voice. He's <laughs> putting it out there. So it's it's kind of cool that you get to go up there and and and, and chit chat with him, even though you know, I run into him at Costco all the time for right. some reason. I have no idea why we do that. But, but, but you know, he, he's a good guy to talk to. Um, now, unfortunately, there's a lot of stuff that you had to edit out of this thing. Oh, my God. I don't want to, like, talk too much well, about the stuff you had to edit out. But I was so watching ex- Yeah, the, I was watching the back and forth about, hey, by the way, can you take this and this and this and this? And this? I'm like, son of a bitch, Dude. really? Oh, yeah. wow. It, uh, that's rough. Well, and that's a cool thing. Like, he's so passionate and excited about the game that, oh, hey, I want to tell you about this. And when we do this. And, da, da, da. and then Musk goes over there writing shit down. He's like, okay, at minute marker number 22 <laughs> and 30 seconds, you're going to have to bitch. cut. Son of a bitch. Yeah, so we, we did have to go through the, the review process with this one. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's still. There's some cool shit coming. Yeah. I just got to say. I know. And well, and two. You know, it's it's another one of those things. Like when you start, when you talk about this stuff and you're talking, you're putting it out there. Uh, having a conversation about it is one thing, right. but if you want to be pinned down to it to say that this is going to happen at this certain time and these things like that, that's much tougher to deal with. So yeah. that's why a lot of that's a lot of things and, had to get cut and understand. Right, you and, know, and, so and a I lot of that was the the perception of a promise that yeah. they're making. He says, "Hey, we're thinking about X, or we're really excited about possibly doing this thing." And if we put that on tape and release it, then it becomes a promise, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a whole big thing. It's a so thing. Yeah. It's it's a thing. Yeah, so yeah. I get that. I I understand that. You know, uh, but you know, there's there's a recorder in your face. It's a, it's, right? it's on tape. It's real. <laughs> I, no, maybe no. in a year we'll release the lost tapes. <laughs> <laughs> the after it actually happens, after yeah. it becomes a promise for real, once the, it's in a post the somewhere. Keith sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's what we got to do. No, I think my favorite part of that interview was though he, uh, you know, we're talking about. You know, building shit in strongholds, and the one quote that I, I lifted for it to to promote is like he says, "quote Half this game is epeen anyway." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, you get it, sir. But what's you funny is, and that's and the, we talked about this too. Like when he when he shifted jobs and things like that. This is he's one of those guys that really does play this game. When people bitch about, Fuck he does, yeah. Uh, you know, devs don't play the game. They're just well, oh, they're just doing this. They're just doing it for money. But like, no, he is one of those guys that has done the grind. He does the grind every day. Yeah, you know, he, he knows the grind sucks. Yeah, he goes home <laughs> and he does the grind some more. You know, like he. He's he's a guy that plays this game not because he has to, but because he likes playing this game. Right, and, and that, he plays it on his own time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that makes a difference. I think it really makes a difference when you got somebody like that because they identify with the player base and what's going on with everything and yep. what what the player base needs. So you're going to get a lot of that uh, in this interview. So let's go ahead and start. Any other thing you want to preface this with? Anything otherwise? Uh. I'm a bad interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that into consideration. All right. Well, hi, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Keith Koenig, who is our new lead producer for Star Wars The Old Republic. Keith, say hi. Hey. 
All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm glad we could take the time. I'm sorry we couldn't meet at the Costco. You know, I, I need another thousand rolls of paper towels, but <laughs> but thanks for having me in. And um, so uh, real quick, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you, uh, what did you do before uh, lead producer? Well, uh, let me roll you back just a few years. I uh, worked in the um, marketing industry, right, barcode industry, for many years, right, probably more than most of you guys are alive. And uh, I retired, right? So I was out not doing anything for a couple of years, and I got involved with a game called World of Warcraft that uh, everybody uh, played. And I swear I would never actually pay for a game or a subscription. And my sons uh, brought the game to me and uh, found that I bought three subscriptions because <laughs> they all played all the time. And after about a year of doing that, uh, my wife said, you should go work for them, right? You're not doing anything anyways. And I, I did. I went down and actually applied as a, a game master. Right? So I worked there and worked my way up to running a, a customer service for a Blizzard in North America. Uh, did that for, I left after almost five and a half years, right? And this uh, company called BioWare, um, you know, reached out to me. My old boss was from uh, Blizzard, was working here. And found that uh, I would love to do Star Wars because I have a history with Star Wars and it would be great if I could participate in that. So that was uh, six years ago. And uh, so I started in customer service. I was there for three years and then uh, rejoined Bioware because uh, customer service and uh, EA's customer service all merged. And I came back in August of 2014 to run the live service for Bioware. Okay. That's what I did prior to... Uh, to uh, producer very nice so those of us that have been on the forums for a little while we know you as musco's boss but is it now musco's boss with a little asterisk that says you know and everybody else is that is that yeah, how it works probably uh, true okay <laughs> uh, musco and i have a long history we've been working together all six years and uh, when i came back to uh, be his boss um I, we had agreed that uh, i would not be on the forums i would run the service and he would run all the uh the interactions with the players and we've we did that for a long time and then when i got this role it was like um Moscow, i'm going to intrude on your territory because i need to be out there uh, with you right and uh, we started that with the cantinas um where i would actually do a little bit more than just be there as a as a helper sure right? but i try to stay in the background it's usually my my approach anyways is to work from behind the scenes um but as i found out i was reading through the forums and watching people's interactions and there, there was a lot of uh what's the right word just a lot of negativity right and uh, i've seen some of that yeah and is mostly from people just not having enough interaction with the uh, dev team. So okay. uh, between uh, Moscow and myself, we, we decided we would start that. Um, and then I asked uh, Charles Boyd, uh, who hadn't really posted in the last couple of years, right, to get more involved. And you may see more of the uh, dev uh, group uh, uh, start uh, responding here soon. Yeah. Soon. Uh, I think that's a... I think that's a nice welcome change because, yeah, from the community side, the player side, we this is a big black box and nobody knows what happens inside of it and there's a lot of mystery. And uh, anytime you all come on to the post of the forums, it's a good thing. So I'm, I'm real glad to see that. So are we going to see more from different teams as well, like the combat team, the art team? Are we going to see more posts? That's the plan, right? Um, what we'll do initially is start with uh, Moscow, uh, Charles, and myself. Mm-hmm. And as we start getting into more and more details, if that's what people want to see, uh, we'll bring more of the uh, dev team out. And Because the biggest thing for me is I want to make sure that they are not attacked, 
right? Um, I'd like to uh, make sure that, you know, from a standpoint of one, just protecting their, uh, their identity, but mostly so they can focus on the job and get the job done because we have a lot of demands on them over the year. And, uh, you know, once I think we get into a right or cadence of what type of um, conversations we can have with players and we understand what the rules of engagement are, I think from that standpoint, you'll see uh, more and more of the uh, dev team show up on the forums. Too. Okay, good. So can I ask you, do you troll the player base sometimes? Moi, <laughs> uh, I look at it and say, as a player and watching, uh, you know, all the interactions and stuff, um, it's easy to troll them because you know, hear it, you know, and and so yes, right. I think the answer is uh, I I like it, I enjoy it quite a bit, and I think initially they weren't sure how to take it, sure, but now they're starting to realize that that's just my normal mode, right? And so it'd be okay. Because right. clearly we know you took three weeks off, you know, <laughs> in the middle of May and April. Yeah, I did take three weeks off. I told people it was only three days, but you know, three weeks. I should have taken four though, right? Would have been nice to take the. Uh, would have been nice to take the entire month of May. Right? <laughs> sure. So, um, so the big news obviously is the roadmap that we've seen, um, which did come out on time. Which was that another troll on May thirtieth? Hey guys, I don't know if we're gonna make it on time. Did you really have it in your back pocket the whole time? <laughs> now, what's funny about that is the day before. One of the things that we've learned is that we wait till last minute to tell people they get upset, right? So um, around. A couple of days before that, we said, we don't know if we're going to make it. It's still in review. Uh, we're not getting the feedback we thought. We've been following up on it. It's still nothing. And you kind of go, okay, well, you can't commit to, uh, to providing it if you know that it's not going to happen. So we said, okay, the day before, the 31st, uh, which is uh, you know obviously the 30th, um, we said, we, I guess we better tell people they may not, may not happen because we were still weren't sure. Okay. Right? But we had put the feelers out indicating that we'd really like to make May, right? If it all possible, do whatever you can to uh, you know, get us reviewed back. We heard nothing the rest of the 30th. Right? <laughs> oh, no. And then um, uh, that evening, I think it was about eight in the evening, uh, we got the word that everybody's uh, got thumbs up, you're approved, you're ready to go, right? Okay. Oh, we're going to make the date. Awesome. Awesome. Right. So um, that's why we made the post on 31st. It, it looked like a troll, right? Um, and it looked like, you know, somebody said, did we just get punked? Right? Um, <laughs> well. you know, but if I would have thought about it ahead of time, I probably would have done that. But uh, it, it wasn't this case. It was actually uh, honest. We didn't think we were going to make it. And I didn't want people, you know, coming to the last day and go, oh, you're waiting until the last minute to help us. Right. So. So peel back the curtain a little bit. Can you tell me about what's kind of the process so and and there's that confusion with the date because i guess a lot of people have to sign off and approve and there's edits so tell me how does that actually work well probably not give you the whole details but I'll, I'll tell you this is um the initial process is what do we want to do and you work on that we we have a production plan which is what all the developers actually work towards uh, we put that together way in advance, right? So this part of this was last year's looking into, you know, this year's, and our year starts in April, right? That's why people, when we say FY17, right? Well, we just say 2017. It really means our fiscal year. And so when after um, 5.2 was released, or we already had stuff that was already on the books, 
And so the, the difference and the reason that roadmap took so long is I, we had to reformulate the whole strategy, right? So that doesn't just happen overnight. And you've got all these resources that you need to apply. You've got art that you have to plan out that takes months and months and months. And so you look at that and say, what is it that we wanted to do? And so we made this master list. Right? Uh, Eric calls it my wallet crazy, okay. right? But it really is just everything that everybody has said about the game internally that we want to do, plus all the stuff I read on the forums, right? plus all the, uh, the cantina meetings I've had. And we just said, this is what we'd love to be able to accomplish this year. And uh, when we put it up there, we just couldn't get it all done. All right? So parsing that down and getting everybody to agree on what we could get done is what took the, a long time. The review process isn't as bad as we made it sound, right, uh, from the standpoint, but there is a lot of people involved, you know, all the way up to the management chain, right? Um, and you just kind of, you did define your vision as to what you want, define the resource, which is the production plans behind it, and you say, this is what we're going to do. And it's, the, what takes a long time is really the verbiage. It's more along the lines of, I can tell you what's happening in the next 90 days in great detail, right? And I need to be able to communicate to you in a solid way. And if I get vague because plans change, right? And then I come up on, say, 60 days and we go, oh, you know what? I don't want to do that. Let's do this instead. Or this is a better idea. I've already committed six months out. And then if we change it, it looks like we're always changing our minds, okay. right? So um, how do I explain the process? So from a standpoint of, as, as a team, right, let's go back over that. As a team, we actually formulate all of our ideas. We put them down on paper. We develop a roadmap, right, the internal roadmap, which we call a production plan. And then we communicate that all out, right, um, to everybody else. And everybody agrees on the resource requirements and all the stuff for timing and schedules. It doesn't impact other uh, games. There's no announcement that's happening over here. We look at the competition, make sure we're not announcing on top of theirs. And then we lay out all the states. Right. And from that standpoint, I can then commit to you that really the next 90 days of pretty solid that this is what we're going to deliver. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. It, 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 there's a lot more moving parts than just kind of writing together an email and, and, and shooting it out to people. So that's correct. That, that's good to hear because, um, you know, from the player side, we want everything we want right now. We want to know exactly when the next thing's coming. But um, hearing a little bit of the process and that, you know, there's people in different cities that have some involvement. And you do look at the competition. You do look at the calendar from more than just the bubble that is uh, Old Republic. So that's that's really helpful for me to, to kind of conceptualize. I've never done anything like that. So <laughs> that's really helpful. Um, you want to dig into the meat and bones of the, of the roadmap? Sure. All right. Um, so the first thing that I am personally thrilled about is class changes. So uh, I do a lot of PvP and I do uh, PvE stuff, but every time I'm in a war zone, I usually go up against seven or eight other mercenaries. <laughs> and it's uh, so there's the flavor of the month, which is fine, but when it's the flavor of six months or more, that's that's when the gameplay gets a little bit tedious. So I'm really excited to see class changes. What's um, tell me? You know, what's kind of the, the mindset in introducing class changes? How often do you want to do them? Where, what do you want to achieve? Well, starting with 5-3, uh, we'd we love to have done it earlier, right? Um, but you look and say, what's the right timing for class changes? One, we're in the middle of a season. So we really need to get to the end of the season so that whatever changes we make doesn't imbalance what just took place. So if, uh, if I had my druthers, I'd probably cut the season earlier, right, and give people a period of time and then start up the next season. 
But the way that we are laying things out, we're going to actually make changes. It'll give us some ideas of what's going to happen from 5.3 to 5.4 and beyond, right? But the big changes will happen in 5.3. Some additional big changes will happen in 5.4. So we got July, right? Uh, we'll have a number of different classes. And I know that uh, looking on the forums that people have their specific class they want changed, right? Um, but we're going to look at it from what needs to be buffed, what needs to be nerfed, what needs to be just slightly changed, right? And based on the amount of effort that happens for each one of those, we'll prioritize them, right? Um, it isn't necessarily because you think that uh, sorks and uh, sages are 15% less damaged than they used to be. That may or may not be the case. And so we look at all the data, right? We look at all the, the input from the players as well. Uh, we look at input from our, our own uh, you know, experience. And we go, okay, what's really happening? And we'll set up a priority system based on that. Right. Okay. It won't be based on the fact of the flavor of the month, right? Uh, so there'll be some significant changes in July and some more in in August. So you've really got sixty days of changes happening, and then we'll tweak it. Right. Okay. The idea is, uh, like I said, we don't really want to impact a season, and so you won't see dramatic changes after the season starts, um, but you'll see changes, right, okay. to things that make sense, and we'll be watching the data on a regular basis. Okay. Well, good. Because um, something that's always interesting to me is you know a changing metagame. So you know we only have a set number of maps, set number of classes. But if if one class is more powerful this month or one is less powerful that month, that changes the layout. That changes the play style of each each war zone. And you do a lot of war zones, right? So you've seen that too. So are yep. we gonna can we get rid of the Sorks bubble? Can can we get rid of the God bubble? Is that a thing? I like the God bubble. <laughs> right? And uh, I also like, uh, you know, phase walk too, right? Uh, yeah. Because when I play on my... Give it my assassin phase right? walk. <laughs> but I, I have a... My sage is a uh, elite warlord, right? So, yeah, I played a lot of war zones. Yeah, yeah. Right? And... Um, I look and say, I used to be just a glass cannon, right? And when you introduce the jazz hands, as a lot of people call it, <laughs> right, um, it's, it really gave you an opportunity. The issue that I always had with it is you, you can't do anything while you're in the bubble. Right. And uh, when we added um, at, at least phase walk, right, you had the opportunity to at least live a, a few more seconds. Unless, of course, the power tech and you, right, we already had it and you grabbed and they pulled you back and it didn't matter. But, you know... Um, I don't think we'll get rid of that right now. Right? That, right? I'm sure there will be some other changes that we do to make that a uh, much more viable option because it's just a survivability for you know 10 or 15 seconds and then you're dead, right? So it's not one of those things that I think is as useful as we thought it should be. Okay. Right. But uh, I, if I sat there with the combat teams and this is how I use it, we probably could come up with a way to make it uh, much more viable. Okay. Well, cool. Um, so something else that's ancillary related to PVP is um, we have PVP instances now on each uh, on each world and each server. And I play on what used to be a PVE server, and the PVP instances are largely dead. Is there anybody looking at, you know, how do we get more players into PVP instances? Or you know, is, there, is there, right now as a player, there's no reason to go in there because there's nobody else there. So there's no open world PVP. There's no different rewards or anything like that inside a PVP instance. Is there any think, thinking along those lines? Uh, See, so yeah, so there's actually a thread that started up this morning. In fact, uh, I was talking about the very thing. Uh, Charles jumped in on that, right? Um, and so what we, we talked about amongst ourselves this morning was we really need, we did a lot with IOCATH, right? And we did all kinds of things to make world uh, PVP a thing. Uh, not like Ilum, 
right? Um, but really, it was an environment in which you could go in and if people actually went there with those prerequisites in mind and take advantage of all the things we did in ICAF, but nobody does it, right? right? Do you go into the instances PVP, as you said, there's two or three people in there. It's like it's, it seems like it was worthless. Um, bottom line is there's no incentive to do it. So what we really need to do is talk to the players and figure out what would um, – have people want to go do that it, you know and i think right now with all and we did like seven or eight different things different things for just world pvp and it didn't work right so um i think that's an area that we really need to hammer down with the players and say okay let's open that up as one of our discussion threads what would you guys like to see when we combine the uh, the servers or really the instances right yeah everybody migrated to pve because you didn't have to fight everybody you just did your thing right and uh, I did the same thing. I was always on Prophecy of the Five for years, right? And then everybody migrated off, so I did the same thing. So uh, people ask me where I play. I kind of play in a variety of different places. I have a, a good chunk of uh, tunes on the Harbinger and the Red Eclipse, okay. right? Uh, I figure those are our two big servers uh, in, in each location. I have a few on Shadowlands. I have a few on Jedi Covenant, but I don't play them as much, right? And my uh, Pot 5 characters are kind of stale at this point because they're, you know, just not PvP anymore, at least not open world. So this dovetails nicely into something I wanted to talk about. Um, something that was not on the, on the roadmap is addressing server populations or queue times. Sure. Uh, you know, people talk about cross-server or mega-server or server merges. Can What's going on? It's a, it's a really good question. Uh, one is uh, we know from a tech standpoint that cross-server is not going to happen. Right? Okay. Uh, we talked about it. We discussed it. We laid it all out. And it's not – a lot of people blame the engine. It's not the engine. It's just the, tech, the way that we've laid out uh, databases and other things. It just won't work the way that uh, everybody thought it would. Um, server merges is something we have talked about, right? Uh, it's probably something we'll continue to talk about. Um, server population is a better discussion, right? Because there's a lot of people that like where they are. Sure. And look and say, why force people into a, a, a bigger server or vice versa, you know, into a smaller one if they don't want to go? Uh, part of the issue uh, is also with guilds. And you look and say, what's, what's the big issue with guilds? Well, we don't have a mechanism today that allow you to move all your assets from one server to another. So people think they'll lose their guild ships, they'll lose their, uh, their banks, all their investment and stuff. Um, if they move the, the guilds, they have to reform the guilds. It, there's a lot of pain that goes on that. And we looked at it and said, if we were going to do anything like that, we'd make sure, one, you don't lose anything. Two, you can keep your guild intact, right? Uh, you know, whether the guild name changed or not, we, we probably can handle that too, right, by just putting an at sign and, you know, give you the old original um, server that you were on. Uh, we do that now. We did that on the last uh, server merge. And there's a lot of technology stuff. Like if I have legacy uh, banks and multiple servers and they're all tapped out and, and I merge them all together, am I going to have 18 legacy tabs, right? Uh, you know, so you look and say there are some technical limitations there's some database restrictions there's some things that you'd have to accommodate and you end up with all this extra uh, data that's not needed right because not everybody needs 18 uh, you know legacy tabs so um before we actually do any of that i know uh, musco would say that he'd like to have 18 of them but um but you look at it and say what we need to do is make sure that we've analyzed every piece of it right uh, what is it that people really want um, uh, there's this uh, server thread going up already or it's already out there and people are talking about what they would want and you can see the arguments on both sides 
right? So I look and say, well, we'll approach this cautiously, right? Uh, we need to get buy-in. There's, there's technology involved. There's hardware changes we have to do. There's operating system upgrades. There's all these things that we'd want to do if we're going to do that type of stuff. Um, and then the next question is, uh, what do you name it, right? You, you call it all the Harbinger, right? Or you come up with a brand new name, right? That's a good and that point. sounds good like a, a simple thing, but... Uh, my philosophy is if we're all merging, if that was actually something that was going to happen, we'd, we'd end up with new names. Okay. Right. Uh, because now we'd move, move to something else. Right. Um, but it is, it's an important area of server population. Uh, I think one of the uh, comments I saw was one of the other areas we could do is just figure out how to bring more people back. Right. Uh, I agree. I think with the changes that we have going on, some of the things that I can't tell you today, but, uh, you know, I can tell you in the future, um, there, there should be opportunities for people to come back and try the game again. Right. And I think that will help with server population. It won't take the very low pop servers. Right. And make them big again. Right. Uh, so we have to look at that as 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 part of it. But if people really want to stay there. I'm almost inclined to say, okay, right? Um, you know, but if we can convince you to move to another one and we can make it easy and the pain is, right, is that viable, right? And we'll put all that out there. Well, once we have all the details of things that we want to talk about, I think that's what we'll present on the uh, forums and let people uh, go to town on it. And then we can come back with, okay, here's all the things we've analyzed. Here's all your commentary. Here's where we think we are. And here's what we think we're going to do. And then bring that you know, one, one last time to the players. Okay. So I understand some of the maintenance that we've been seeing lately is due to OS and hardware upgrades and, and migration, stuff like that. Uh, are those changes on the back end? Would those be on the path to let you do server merges and, and stuff like that? Um, yes. Right. So straight up, right. Uh, the uh, hardware that we brought in is very powerful. Uh, it would allow us to combine, you know, four, five, six servers into one, right? Uh, people wouldn't notice any performance stuff. Um, they're, they're very what's the word, the latest technology, right? Um, and so the, all the operating system upgrades, all the hardware upgrades, all the infrastructure that you know, went with it, the networking that went with it, the, you know, all of the load balancers and stuff are all new, right? Uh, it was part of our move to uh, a new data center, right? Uh, that takes care of one of our data centers, and we have three, okay. right? So we still have to do the same process for, for the other ones, right? Okay. But once we do that, then everything will be in a position. Um, if we decide that uh, a merge was a good thing, right, then we would do that. Okay. So could we also uh, hopefully unlock other kind of resource-intensive things? Because back in the day, speeder piloting, 110%, we were given to understand that that's a, that's a hardware limitation. Like the servers can't make your speeder go any faster and render it correctly. But now we see 120 130%. Is that... Can we attribute that to the new hardware and, and OS upgrades? Some of it, right? Okay. Uh, some of it, it really has to do with the way we've also increased performance with uh, between the client and server, okay. right? Some of the client upgrades uh, and some of the uh, uh, graphic uh, changes we made, performance in the client itself. Um, a lot of that has been changed, and it's been gradual, so people haven't really noticed it necessarily. Um, but there's been a lot, if uh, some people will notice just the um, cinematics at the beginning of a, a chapter, those have all been upgraded. Yes. So we, we've had a lot of technology things that uh, we've been able to implement you know, behind the scenes that we haven't made a big to-do about because the game should have just run like that anyways, right? Um, yeah. But it is a six-year-old game, and we're, we're needing to take some of this quality of life stuff that we're doing, and some of that will be performance-based as well. Okay. Um, so tell me about some of the uh, quality of life stuff that's, that's on the roadmap that you're most excited about. All right, quality of life stuff, right? Um, think of anything. 
Now that's in the game. Yeah, you ask a question, I'll tell you what, what's 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 going on. Right? Um, something near and dear to my heart. How about craftable sparkle powder? Right, I love <laughs> craftable uh, sparkle powder. Right, and I look and say as a quality of life uh, enhancement, I think that'd be a great idea. Uh, talk to the techs, right, and, uh, and artists, and that is something that we could probably do. Uh, the question is, is that something we want to do? Right, and I look and say on a priority of things that may not be on the high high end, but it is a cool idea, right? So that way people can actually do other things. Uh, group Finder, yeah. right? Um, it needs an overhaul. Right? Okay. And I look and say there's a lot of things that are out there today, right? That don't let us take full advantage of the game. Uh, we know that a lot of people have to sit on fleet just to organize an operation, yep. right? It takes hours sometimes to put that together, mostly because you don't know who, uh, what you need. And there's, you know, looking for a tank, looking for this, right? And it's like, I always hate doing it. So I end up not participating in a lot of the, you know, you know, random groups, you know, pickup groups on uh, on operations. But what happens if we could actually put a something together where you can form that group and you know what's available and you actually have incentives for doing certain uh, classes like a tanker or a healer and things of that nature, just like a lot of other uh, competitive products that are out there, uh, we should do the same, right? Let's talk about some of the big ticket items, right? Um, graphic improvements, right? That may not seem like a big thing, but the way shadows work, right? The sure. way that uh, you display uh, characters on the screen, uh, the way that uh, you, uh, you see things projected, um, improvements there, improves the performance as well as to just the look, right? Uh, okay. May not seem like a big thing until you see it, and you right. kind of go, whoa. Right. Oh, good. Uh, it's it's one of those type of uh, features. Operations, uh, some improvements. Uh, we got uh, some of the, the bosses are going to have new um, effects, right, that okay. people will have never seen before, right? And there'll be new mechanics that people don't, don't really never experience before, right, in our game, right? Um, uh, looking at old content, right, and uh, seeing what we can make it so that there are certain levels of flashpoints like story versus uh, veteran and, right, um, trying to see what we can do there. And, uh, yes, it's old content, but, you know, you, you know, take, um, I don't know, Lost Island doesn't have a veteran mode, right? doesn't make sense to, right? Well, maybe, maybe not, but uh, if people haven't experienced those things or they get into it, here's a good one for me is Blood Hunt on hard mode. Yeah. Right? You get in, you land, people leave. You think, <laughs> no. Why did you leave? This is one of the funnest sounds one to have. It then, depends on the pug. It depends <laughs> it really on the pug. Does. And you look at the, uh, and some of those are, um, it, there's a certain class of, of flashpoints we have, like Blood Hunt or even Rishi, right? Uh, Battle Rishi, where it takes, you need to be level 70, have all your skills, right? Not just boosted, right? Uh, because in uh, DPS matters. Right, especially on that first fight in Blood Hunt, it's a DPS fight, yeah. right? Uh, and if you can't blow up those ads, right, uh, and, and remove the dots in time, you're gonna die, right? You may die five, six times, oh, and I people know. quit. Yes, right? they do. You think, why do you quit? I said, it's like a progression guild, right? So, hey, you're getting closer every time. You should just hang in there, right? And but most people just don't have the patience, and you know. So I look at that and say, some of the things that we should do is identify the ones that are harder. Right, and give them better rewards, right? And we used to have that separated, right? We lost Island and things like that, the areas were separate. I'd like to see the group finally be able to identify those better. And then you get better rewards as a result of uh, completing those. And that way we can tone them up, not always tone them out, right? Because I like challenging content, 
right? Uh, the eternal championship was fun for me, but not everybody did it, right? right. Uh, I remember going into it thinking I had the right tune, and I finished, kind of, I realized my companion was level 10, right? And, <laughs> That's going to be a problem. And it was like, oh, right? But I was now into number nine. I said, okay, I got I to have to do this anyways, right? And I was able to accomplish it. More along the lines, I like that kind of content. So okay. I'd like to see us provide us more of, the, more of that. Okay, and it sounds like the new Flashpoint on Umbara is going to have the different difficulty modes, right? That's correct. Um, and something that I wanted to touch on, it looks like, as near as I can tell, the new roadmap, it, you touch on pretty much every aspect of the game. There's something for housing, there's something for you know companion influence, there's something for Flashpoints, operations, PvP, rank, um, which is, we haven't seen that in the last, probably, what, year and a half, two years, where every aspect of the game gets touched. Um, is this a key thing? Is this a Bioware thing? Why Why are we now seeing attention paid to things that people we thought were dead? Well, I look at it and say it's, it's a team thing, right? Uh, when we got the team together and said, what would you guys like to do in uh, FY18 for this next year? Because they already had most of the plans laid out. Uh, and we did a number of brainstorming sessions with the team, and all of this fell out of that, right? Is and there are people here that are you know, that love GSFs. There's people here that love strongholds, right? Everybody had a love for something, and we said, well, how do we fit that all together, right, and make it so that that becomes what we do? That's our mantra going forward. We really, it's a game, right? It shouldn't be just exclusive to one or another. And I'm not saying it was a mistake to go that way because I don't think it was. Cotet and Kofi were fun. Right? They were new ways for us to try deploy new content. But we only focused on story, right? We are, yes, we had some flashpoints and yes, we had some things, but it wasn't really geared around multiple players. And that's really where the focus came in. And so all the other types of things is, well, what multiple player content do we have? We have GSF, we have PvP, we have, and you say, well, strongholds is single player stuff, right? But not really, right? To look and say, you want to, you know, part of this whole game is EP anyways. You want to strut, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And so here you have this amazing uh, stronghold. You want people to come in and you want to invite it, right? That's why you do that. And we look and say, people want many strongholds. Why? Because they're cool. You can go, you can actually go to another planet, right, and get there kind of quick, do your thing, and exit out. They're, they're good travel mechanisms. They're, there's all kinds of benefits in having them. Yet, you can also strut, right? So so we didn't want to leave that off because we haven't done anything with strongholds in a couple of years, right? So yes, we introduced Yavin when we did, uh, you know, um, Shadow Revan, and then we kind of went dry. Right. So um, we decided, again, as a team, that we want to see what we can do on everything. Right? Okay. Uh, now, it drains your resources by doing it that way, right? It kind of doesn't let you focus and get everything in one. So that's one of the uh, complaints I saw on the, uh, the roadmap was it's only 90 days. But I look and say 90 days is actually a pretty clear picture of what we're going to do, right? And we, as we get closer to the actual release date, we'll give you all the details about what's coming in on that release. And so as we get closer to July, you'll know everything about 5.3. And as we get closer to 5.4, you know everything about 5.4 and then 5.5 and, and beyond. Right, um, and I think it allows us to stay clear, allows uh, the team to be really focused on what we're delivering. Um, at the same time, they be, they get to be creative in their areas, right? Uh, if you're a stronghold guy, right, uh, what can you do that's unique that's, you know, you haven't done before? And we have some of that stuff coming too, so, right? It'd yeah. be kind of fun. Yeah, that sounds like it, it's, uh, you're fostering creativity. <laughs> Absolutely, right. <laughs> Good. Uh, like, like I said, everybody I talk to has been, 
excited that everything gets touched. You know, there's one of everything. So there's no one player base that gets left out. Nobody feels like their thing isn't, isn't, uh, isn't addressed or isn't cared about. So there's going to be more roadmaps. Is that correct? Or are we just going to have, you know, patch notes as we get close to the release or well, I think it can work uh, both ways, all right? One is we can either do an official roadmap like we did, right? Or we can simply, and maybe faster, right? Uh, if we provide you what's going on the next 90 days, and we did it on a forum post, right? Uh, versus go through the whole process again, because I don't, I don't, I don't think that's as necessary, because uh, now everybody knows what our direction is. Or they know that we're doing MMO content. They know that we're going to be having flashpoints. They know that we're going to be doing PvP. They know a lot of, the, as you just mentioned, a lot of things are going to be touched, right? Um, so they know that direction. Now the question is, well, what's happening? And if I can uh, be uh, clear, um, uh, Musco or Boyd can, can figure out exactly what we need to communicate, then we'll be doing that a lot earlier, right? So as we get closer to the 90-day window here, we'll be putting out the next 90 days. Right, and give you a direction. We may not give you all the detail, but we'll give you the direction and so you'll know, oh, that's what's coming here. Oh, that's cool. All right, well, you got a new flashpoint coming. Oh, great, new operation boss. Oh, okay, great, right? And, oh, what kind of change are you making for GSF? You'll know about it, right? Um, and I think uh, you'll see that every quarter. That's our, somebody wanted me to change the word from plan to commit. So I look and say that's really what it meant, is that we're committing every 90 days, provide you with uh, the directions to where we're going. And I think uh, we're showing that now with all the posting that we're doing. Some of it is in jest and, yes, trolling and, and having some fun <laughs> with the players. But at the same time, I like it when, uh, you know, they do it back to me. So if they start trolling me, I think it's kind of fun. You're opening yourself up there. Right, so. And uh, so something there, at the bottom of the roadmap, there's a little paragraph about we're going to start throwing ideas out to the community. This is something we're working on, something we're thinking about. Um, t- what are you doing? So, as part of one of the uh, uh, areas I asked the team to change, and that is uh, player relationship, right? We need to strengthen that with the players because I think uh, even myself as a player, I look and say I don't have enough uh, insight as to what's going on. So we, we can't open the uh, the doors completely, and nor would I want to because I want to be able to keep things uh, you know, t- uh, close to the chest so we can surprise people too. I think that's part of the uh, um, environment, but I think people need to get to a point in which they trust us. Right, so okay, you got some cool stuff. I'm, I'm willing to wait, right? Um, but there are other things that we're not sure about if that's even a priority to the players. And uh, this little section at the bottom uh, really is talking about uh, forum discussions and you know, f- discussion threads. Um, what do you think, right? Here's some ideas that we have uh, on the plate. Um, uh, server merges will be one of them. You know, PVP um, uh, class balance we just started, right? Uh, we already have a pretty good idea of what we're doing, but th- I'm sure there's going to be something people say uh, uh, within the, all the threads that go, ooh, yeah, good point, right? Let's take that into account when we do these things. And we'll do that on all kinds of different topics. You know, and it, more than likely, it'll be based around, say, we, we put up an operation thread. Uh, we'll talk about operations and what are the things that are important. Okay, so something you touched on in there is um, talking about trust and building up a relationship with the player base. What do you think uh, the current relationship between you as developers and the player base is? How do you feel about it right now? It's rough, right? Um, I think there's a lot of uh, animosity towards the dev team, right? Um, I don't think we have any towards the players. And reality is because we're not paying attention to everything that's uh, being asked, right? Uh, we, we have our own uh, agenda, 
right? And that agenda did not include everybody else's opinions. And so I think the difference is, uh, at least we want to go going forward, is we do have an agenda. We do have things we want to accomplish. But what do you think, right? Uh, does it make sense? And, and integrate their thought process into that uh, development stream because as a result of that, we're going to end up with a better game, better experience for people because now it's taking into account how players play. And we all know, every one of us, we all play different. Right, I enjoy being over, overpowered, Merc, and uh, you know right, my commando. I love that. Yeah, but but I look and say I wouldn't mind having it uh, toned down for PvP, right? But in my PVE environments, right, uh, where I'm going on and taking just have my companion, it feels great to be uh, you know overpowered. Could we do some changes for survivability? Yeah, I think we could. Right? Does it make sense to you? Yeah, it probably does. That doesn't mean I want it. Right, um, but I think by having that type of open discussion with uh, with players, right, they'll understand why we're doing certain things, and it won't be oh, nerfed us again. There'll actually be the rationale that comes with it, why we're making these changes, right, and hey, maybe we overtuned it, maybe we we uh, removed too much survivability. Okay, let's add some back in, and that's the kind of changes that we want to see throughout the year. For me, I, I love being a healer. I love operative and scoundrel healers, and uh, you know, can be alive. Done, right? <laughs> you know, and I look and say it's fun. Why? Because I got the hots. I got the mobility. I, you know, I can do all the things. I can vanish to get out of trouble. I can do all these things, but I don't have the big powerful heal, right? Uh, that you get you know, when you do a sork or you know, even a uh, uh, you know, commando type, right? I want that too, but does that mean I'm now OP compared to the other healers, right? So when we're looking at class balance, right? Um, I want to get players' opinions. What do you think? Is are, are scoundrels and operatives in a good way? Can you actually do what you need to do? If the answer is yes, then let's not touch that one. Let's move on something else and set something up as a priority. And I think that's really what I mean by having those discussion threads. That's the purpose. It's just open up, you know, you know, the door, right? Uh, say, come on in, to basically in the building. Uh, here's the dev team. We're available at your disposal. What do you think? Right, and people You're really want, gonna open up the doors, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the a lot of good come out of that, but do bear in mind, you're putting a big target on your chest. Just, <laughs> I understand it too, and going into it with eyes open. Um, uh, right, I want the game to be profitable. Right, I want people to have fun every time they, you know, they play the game. I want them to recommend it to their friends. Right, um, and you can't do that if you live in a bubble. Right, so. Yep, and we're gonna have to take some risks, right? And if that risk is opening up ourselves to uh, you know more commentary and stuff, but we can't address everybody's you know, individual issue, but we can collect it all up, right, and make it into so now we understand what the overall issue is. Uh, don't try to design it for us; that's our job, right? Um, just tell us what it is that you need, right, um, and then we'll figure out how to best put it together. But so if you're saying, hey, uh, you know. Uh, um, commandos are OP. That didn't tell me anything. What is it that you want to know about it? Oh, they hit me too hard and I can't do anything about it, or is it their survivability, which is what I think it is. I think that's the same thing here, is that so many people have are now playing mercs and so many people playing bounty hunters, right? You look, well, no wonder why it feels OP, because everybody else is killing you, and when you get four of them on you, you're dead. Right. Right. Um, so is it really overpowered? Or is it the fact that it's a fun class and the fact that survivability is there? And, you know, and I think we just have to get people's opinions and figure that out. Okay. Well, 
good luck. <laughs> um, I think we, I, I've said everything I want to say because, um, yeah, you really open yourself up quite a bit. So not even just with the, with the public, but here. So I, I appreciate you talking to me. Great. Well, thank you uh, for the time. Appreciate it. Yeah. So how much of that do we have to cut? Uh, I will have to talk to Keith <laughs> afterwards and let you know. no matter what's going on he's trolling us like uh dude like he's, he's good at it too he's definitely trolling us it's like the it's like the soft troll i love it and you know, well he's like, getting a little he's getting a little more poking the bear i know, you know? Well, that's like, what i'm saying it's a it's a soft troll it's not a hard troll it's a soft no. troll you know it's like it okay is. we're gonna yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a little poke here and there it's like hey you guys i know you're all really caring and gentle yeah, people yeah. so we're gonna help you i'm not touching you i'm not touching you yeah I'm not touching you. No, no, no. i love it uh it's good it's good no and i i think it's really cool that he identifies the 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 things that are going on in the community right and how they need to communicate more and how you know how how that's been a stopgap for bioware over the years and and what they need to do with the game and how they need to move it forward and some of that stuff, even though, and also knows that it's going to be a shit storm. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> when you ask for anybody's input, it's going to be you know, yep. kind of a nightmare on top of that. You have to sift through it. So it'll be 80% bullshit and maybe 10% productive and then 5% talking about your penis and then another 5% sure. about somebody else's penis. About nerf source. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So whatever. So <laughs> no, and I get it though. I'm I, I was really happy to hear that um he he understands the frustration from a player's side of they don't have enough information. They're struggling to understand what the fuck's going on inside mm-hmm. that black box that is Bioware. So he he understands where the players are coming from and he wants uh to increase communication and he he gets it. Like he gets it. This is why people are pissed off. So uh, and I think that's really important. Like, and like I said, not to say that that his predecessors have not been players, but no. But I don't know that anybody else that works there plays to the level that he does. Fuck, I don't know anybody I re- else I, that plays. I, to the I level don't know. That's actually does. true. I know no. that I don't play to that level either. It's like, oh my god, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing. So you know, he understands that and is. It has been apparently like lurking the entire time, kind of watching everything right. as it goes, you know. So, I mean, you get the understanding and know that and you look at the Reddit and you see what people are talking about and see how the, these things are going but and understand that there's actual issues, but then listening and employing some kind of right. action behind it. So I think that's a I think that that's a good takeaway from. You know what he's what he's talking about. Sure there. was, and I was I was real happy to hear him talk about server populations and server merges, migrations, whatever. Um, you know, it was nice to hear finally once and for all cross server will never happen. That's yeah. just not going to be a thing. But they, but, I mean, they sort of said that before. They've I mean, sort they, of kind yeah, of said yeah, yeah. that, but, yeah. uh, but, but 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 also at the same time, well, at the same time, addressing the fact that there is a population problem, that there is a problem that right. needs to be addressed, and that we are actively looking at ways to address that. Yeah, you know. So that's also something that I think is 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 very important because it's all it's been given some kind of lip service over the last two, three, five years. But, but this is like it seems like they're actually going, OK, we really need to fucking figure this out. Right. Because it's a problem. It's affecting the player base. It's affecting the play time. It's affecting a lot of other things as oh, well. Yeah. You know, like, like I was saying before on our last podcast before we disappeared into the universe. Uh, you know, it's like the, those player pops are a lot tougher than they they have been yeah, in they are. the last year or so. It's gotten it's gotten tough. If you're not in a highlighted mode, you're not getting as many pops, and you know that's on a populated server. 
Right. You know, and so I can only imagine what it's like on on, on a non-pop. I've heard, you know? I've heard horror stories about, you know, pot five. There's one guild or yeah. some shit, you know, like, like it's. Mm. Yeah. So That's it's no fun. It's good to know that it is top of mind over there. It's not just something where occasionally it's a blog post. I think there's actually, you know, meetings and planning and shit happening mm. over there to address server populations and to address, you know, possibly mergers or whatever they're going to do, whatever they're going to do. You know, part of that, he said, is we want you know, more players, you know, yeah. that would, that would help server populations if more people totally. are playing, not totally. instead of just consolidating. Like, no. And, and that's, 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 uh, that's definitely, I think that's important because I think that's one of those things that, you know, you look at it from trying to keep the players that are already playing, you know, how do you get them in and stay longer? But then, you know, what happened to everybody who left? Well, right. Where's all the new growth? Yeah. You know, like uh, it's that's another problem. There used to be enough players to fill these all these servers. Yeah. And once upon a time all, and, and have pops on everything. Why is that not the case now? Right. You know, so addressing that is a systematic problem. You know, on top of just the day-to-day people who are still here playing the game, I think that's an that that's very important from their perspective because it's going to be a you know that's a long-term problem and yeah. something that they're going to have to address because it's just if it keeps shrinking, then it's going to be a problem for everybody. And then it's a problem for everybody, not just from a gameplay standpoint, but also think about like a revenue standpoint. No, exactly. From, that's know, what I'm saying. It, it all compounds itself. So hopefully they've got some things in the works. The Seems next thing like, you know, there's like no fucking podcast and shit. What the hell? Oh, I mean, no. oh my God, no, we're all screwed. We're <laughs> uh, all out of a job. Would the world be that oh. much worse off without this? <laughs> no, I don't know. They might, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, damn it, son of a bitch. Yeah, find well, out next week. Where like, where will I get the taco <laughs> one from i mean i swear yeah, if, if we don't have if we don't have a podcast oh man oh son of shit <laughs> okay must keep doing podcasts okay. for tacos all right podcast for tacos <laughs> uh speaking of which <laughs> patreon.com slash bad feeling podcast if you want to submit to the taco fun uh it literally goes to tacos uh, it's yeah it's so good I mean, though <laughs> it's not i'm that's not a joke i mean we we uh skimp on everything else about this podcast but not our tacos <laughs> So well, if I was getting paid to do show prep, I'd do show prep. I will. That's the thing. It's a, the show prep is eating tacos. Yeah. And that's a, that's what's important to us. Taco so and That's a good thing. Uh, thank you to Keith for being on the show this week. We appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully I will get my ass uh, uh, better for next week yeah, and be more Need some colto. Get, do some uh, colto shots. <laughs> uh, uh, we, need, uh, we need Bill, the mixologist, to like come up with a colto shot. You know, that's, that's a good like, idea. It's like gin, but it will heal you. You know, sort of glow, glow green and like smoke come out of it. And yeah, stuff, something like or, that. Yeah, something. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, Bill, if you're listening, uh, you're probably not. Uh, <laughs> Make a culto shot. That'd be kind of cool with all the with all, with all this like ke- chemistry gastronomy stuff that's yeah. going on. You got to be able to make something kind of weird like that. It'll, You'd think it'll taste like a bucket of ass, but still, it'll but, you know, look you know, cool. Yeah. You know, improve your constitution. Can it glow in the dark? <laughs> no, no. And make my poop yeah, solid. All break right. open a glow stick. And <laughs> Whoa, that's not ah. good. That's not good for anybody, I don't think. That's what's happening. Beats in there for some reason. Well, there's always beats in it, man. If you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make it good, uh, yeah. and uh, make sure you're subscribed. All that stuff to the podcast, uh, badfeelingpodcast.com. Uh, you know where to find us, uh, and and that sort of thing. And uh, do want to shout out our friends over at uh, Unholy Alliance and uh, Passionately Casual and Krillian Run. They're doing their fourth uh, year in Extra Life this weekend, the twenty fourth. They're doing a, what they're calling it, the kickoff event. So they're going to have five hours on Saturday, the 24th, games, prizes, must-go, trademarked event. 
Uh, it's all going to be streamed. It's going to be a good time. So um, check out uh, unholyalliance.org. They're doing another thing for Extra Life, of course, which is our favorite charity. So. I wish there was a way that I could do They, they always book those like when there's something, when I got something. Like, I know, dude. Go to see Iron uh, Maiden on Saturday. Maiden. I go to see Iron Maiden. I can't, Fuck like, yeah. I mean, it's Iron Maiden. I gotta, I gotta go. You know, oh. I mean, I can't not go. There's a very. Ah, son of a bitch. But yeah, yeah, definitely a good cause. But it so is a good cause. Make sure you so, hang out with them. Uh, if, uh, if you can't make it like we can't, they're selling t shirts, raising t shirts for money, all that sort of stuff as well, and taking donations uh, through uh, through like PayPal and the extra life stuff. So. They're much better at this than we are. God damn it, they are. Like, oh, well. They're good people. They are. Well, we're <laughs> just, we just want tacos. Tacos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got a bad feeling about this podcast. enjoyed the bad feeling podcast you can contact chuck at badfeelingpodcast.com brian at badfeelingpodcast.com on twitter at badfeelingpdcst they ran out of letters the bad feeling podcast is not affiliated with bioware lucas arts or ea trademarks are the property of the respective owners 